It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde with this week's Notre Dame football show on YouTube and Pod Like a Champion. Wherever you listen to your podcast, really appreciate you watching, listening, whatever, or however you are digesting this content today. Tim Hyde, how are you, my friend? Doing really good, Mike. Excited to chat with some bodies tonight, some peeps tonight about a little Notre Dame football. But what, tomorrow I think is the halfway point of spring football. Got the game coming up here in a few weeks. And then for me, as I've said, it's all about counting down to Ohio State. So we're one day closer. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing well, Tim. Oh. Um, by the time we finish the show tonight, I will have six in-laws staying in my three, two starter homes. So right. really looking forward to that. Good thing they're not out here for very long. You, you, I, you know what? I hope they're not watching this. Hold on, Mike. Are you making chili? Because I know you're a big chili guy. So you gotta... no, they're out at dinner right now. My in-laws okay. just got into town, and then they they do leave tomorrow. So I I hope that uh, they're not watching because sometimes go. my in-laws watch the show. They have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. Um, you know, they're oh, not it. Notre Dame, actually Wisconsin people. Um, and we're gonna talk about a Wisconsin guy later in the show. Uh, but uh, yeah, Joe, bro, what's good? Adam B. Uh, says, hey, Mike, thanks for 707 reporting. Hello to Tim. Yeah, we're, we're going to dive into uh, the uh, CJ Carr stuff in just a little bit. Um, make sure you hit the thumbs up, folks. Uh, subscribe to our channel. You know all of that good stuff. Head to blueandgold.com. Sign up for that deal yet. Uh, $29.99. To unlock premium access until the start of the football season. Still, I mean, we've had that deal going on for a while, but it's still um, a really good one if you have not done it yet. So, uh yeah, like you said, Tim, we're about halfway through the start of spring ball. Excuse me, halfway through the end of spring ball. And uh, Blue and Gold's Tyler Horka and Patrick Angle put together their mid-spring depth chart projections from what they've seen. And they did get to see what was just this past Saturday, the full yep. practice. Didn't get to shoot video over the whole time, but the first five periods, they got to shoot video. And we've had, of course, tons of footage on Blue and Gold and our YouTube channel, but I wanted to pop up Tyler's offensive line projection. Starters, Joe Alton, Blake Fisher, your left and right side, of course. Guard, Andrew Christophic, right. Billy Shrouth on the left side. And then, no surprise, Zeke Carell um, looking back at center. Um, and then, you know, backups a tackle, Tosh Baker, Emil Wagner, Ty Chan. 
who a lot of folks thought might be a guard, but looking like he's playing tackle earlier in his Notre Dame career. You have Charles Jagasaw doesn't arrive until the the summer, and of course, Solon Absher as well. And then a guard, Carmody, Spindler, and then the freshman, Joe Otting, Sam Pendleton, and Chris Tarek. And then over at center, you also have Pat Coogan and Ashton Craig behind Carell. So when you saw this article, Tim, what was your initial reaction? Uh, excited because those are the five I've kind of hope. Yeah, well, not, you know, I guess, you know, going on, you know, when you're looking at a group of five, obviously that the two flanks you knew about, you know, people have been a little like, Oh, well, what about Zeke? The guy has started games three straight seasons. You know, people got, you can't forget that at the offensive line. He started in 2020 handful of games in 2021 at a position he's never played at. And now he's comfortable. He's heading into a second straight season at center. I think that's a positive. The guards are the biggie, and these are the big question marks at Notre Dame. Um, you know, everything I know, I know Tyler and Patrick are reporting, you know, Carmody's pretty much been in that starting role, but the other day it was Billy Shrouf. So that was interesting to see. Is it Billy beating them out? I know Carmody's been nicked up. And then Carmody only weighs 280 pounds. So even in some of the pictures that, that I know Tyler posted online, he looks, he just looks small. You know, I mean, they keep showing Joe Alt. Joe Alt's seven foot two, by the way. Uh, there's no way he's six seven. That guy's seven two. He's huge. So, uh, God, he looks good. I'm not to go off on a tangent, but Joe Alt, Joe Alt, and Blake Fisher just look like some dudes. But uh, it's quite interesting with guard because is Billy going to wrap that thing up? And then Kristoffic, is see the you know the crusty veteran. Obviously, got all the you know those handful of games started in 2021 next to Joe Alt. That's what, you know, and, and the next thing was they have Billy next to Joe Alt. So are they going the young guy next to the more experienced guy? Because obviously Joel does have a full year on on Blake Fisher. So I found that interesting. They didn't go back with the, and you know, the Christophic Joe Alt on the left side there. Fisher and Alt locked, like you said, you knew Krell was going to start. And Christophic too, right? I, I think going there's you have four locked in returning starters. It, then it's yeah. Shrouth, Carmody, Spindler for the last spot. You, wh- who do you prefer there, Tim? I think it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be Billy Shrouth. I I truly believe that. You know, uh, obviously Rudolph recruited him, recruited the living heck out of yeah. him when he was at Wisconsin. Uh, you heard all the reports, you know, I know uh, Tyler reported on this, Tyler Horka, a ton during the year. You, Billy was always being mentioned, had a great um, camp, you know, bull prep you know, during those 15 practices, which just kept coming on, great winter conditioning. He's always been the one that's right there. So talent-wise, I'm I'm not surprised. I, I really hope it is him. And then on top of that, you, you know, knock on wood, it's probably not going to happen. But you can have all five of these guys returning in 2024. The odds of that are are going to be really tough. But you know, because Zeke and Andrew do have a six year if they wanted to to use it. But um, I I like Billy. I've heard a few good things about you know about Rocco. Hopefully you know because as he's improving, that's the other thing people forget about Rocco Spindler. It's like he is in his third year, and that third year sometimes that magic starts to click and you start to come on. So does he push? Is he a better? athlete or do you do the experience with Christophic? because Rocco is right there at the right guard um, with uh, Christophic. so that'll be a, an interesting battle the one uh, real quick the one you know the the really good news and I've seen you know some of the film and whatnot is Emil Wagner man he looks good that's a good looking football player who's just gonna 
get experience this year, and he's going to step in somewhere in 2024. He's a good-looking football player. All right, let's go through so a couple of quick YouTube comments. And while I do, Tim, can you, if you could just check your phone real quick, I'll send you something sure. um, of notes. Uh, everyone wants us to drop a Ric Flair nod. Uh, woo. There, there, there you go, folks. Chris says, how important is height at the guard position? K-Max says, keep expecting to hear Spindler breakthrough. That's definitely something we've been hearing since he got to Notre Dame. Um, but yeah, Tim, I mean, Spindler's about 6'5". Shrout is like 6'5", 6'6". Um, Carmody's, I mean, all these guys have tackle height. I'm curious how important height is at the guard position. Should you be shorter? Josh Lug is extremely tall. Six, seven. <laughs> he played over, you know, every snap at uh, right guard, obviously. You know, right. Patterson was six, five. Yeah, he's six, five center. Yep. Like on all those years starting. So, yeah, I mean, you want your length. I mean, this is going back to the Anthony Knapp commitment a week ago. Where does he go? You know, that conversation with him with his height you know does he is he long enough to play tackle and things of that nature because he's perfect guard size you right. just map out six four so yeah i don't think height is a huge thing at guard you know? all right so that's kind of wrapping up the uh <clears throat> the conversation on a, a possible notre dame offensive line um you know projection if you will all right tim so now we're going to talk a little cj Carr, which i'm um you know, always excited to talk quarterbacks, you know, return of CJ Carr, correct? <clears throat> yeah. The return of CJ Carr visiting campus on Thursday. So that's good. It'll be his first time since January. Yeah. Okay. He was there for that junior day. <clears throat> and then uh, we've also reported blue and gold that he'll be <clears throat> returning once again, excuse me, got something in my throat for the spring game. So <clears throat> yeah, definitely good news there. Sorry, struggling. Okay, I got it. So, yeah, I got to see Carr at uh, the Knoxville 7-on-7 tournament, which was a lackluster tournament overall. The teams were not very good, but this California power team that Carr plays on that has players from Texas, California, obviously Michigan with Carr, um, Vegas. I mean, players from everywhere on this on this really – it's called California Power, but it's a national team. You know, they do a lot of their tournaments based on what colleges they can visit with it. You know, like, so they do the Knoxville tournament to visit Tennessee. You know, they went up to a tournament in, in, in the Pacific Northwest so they could visit Washington. So they kind of tie those together. So Carr um, did the the pylon tournament, visited Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Because he tried Carr, visited Tennessee. Yeah, they just got a quarterback commitment last week. Like, the, total the non. Before, correct? Yeah, total non thing there but I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll dive into that tim but um you know i guess let's pop on the film from from this tim i, I thought he looked pretty darn good i'm sure you saw a little bit of this what what, what do you think about this uh good old i know you love seven on seven tim <laughs> yeah seven on seven is well well the best part about seven on seven it was on your film where he's throwing the little you know, the little dump pass there where the guard is on the three yard line. That's always a seven on, but, but Hey, you gotta have that play in turn seven on seven tournaments. But uh, no, I watched his film. Um, you know, your breakdown that you did with him, a little five, six minute video here on the blue and gold channel. You know what, man, you, it's funny. I was taking some notes again. Cause you, you know, I really haven't watched much of them. I've seen some stuff on Twitter, you know, that he's posted. He's really efficient. He's obviously is accurate, but the one thing just, I mean, he looks two years older than when he committed. 
That I mean, that was the first thing I took was he looks a little thicker. He just looks older. He looks like a Division One quarterback, like you know that body, you know the body language that he has. Yep. He just he looks like a dude that's ready to go play some college football, and and I was excited for him going into his senior year. I think it's right here, Mike. One of my favorite plays right there. Uh, <laughs> it's seven on seven. No, but I'm excited for him. Just the way he looks, his his composure, the the quotes, the article that you did with him uh, there at the tournament. I mean, he looks like he's ready to go to Notre Dame, and I can't wait to see him uh, arrive there in that you know middle of January. Kmax says the smooth delivery motion. The video is too choppy to tell. Sorry. I, on my end, as you know, producing this, it it, it looks super clear, but you know, yeah, it's through the, through the YouTube stream, it's it's sloppy. All that that makes me sad, but. Yeah, Tim, he I'll, I'll cut it off then if it doesn't look good, but um we'll have a video with Darren Pritchett on um Thursday and that should have better video so you guys can watch that. By the way, I did tease last week a show on Tuesday. Yes. We didn't end up having it um for folks wondering. I did record something. I'm just going to give a quick teaser. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. If you're listening via podcast, you don't get the teaser because um, it's on the screen. But that we so we recorded a little segment that I'm very, very excited about as a Miami Dolphins fan. But yeah, so that's a bummer that the video's not coming through great. But yeah, Tim, it, he threw like seven incompletions in five games. Like, yeah, we can look the. I see you on our message board talking bad about seven on seven. It, oh, it's all fun. Listen. What you have to take it for what it is. If you if you're doing seven on seven to replicate Sat Friday nights, then yeah, it's stupid. But if you're just doing it to get in shape and hang out with other guys and have fun, it's fantastic. Yes. CJ Carr throwing the ball down the field, like that translates from seven on seven. You know, like sure, maybe you know, some of the goal line stuff doesn't. Oh, but, and him, you know, staring down a receiver like is what it is. He's going to stare down receivers and throw completions at the next level. Not you're, you're just sometimes Tim, you just, you just know, you just know how to get under my skin. <laughs> well, I've done enough. I think I've, yeah, I've done, You've about done enough it. getting under my skin. Yeah. yeah that and a thousand seven on seven tournaments. It's fun, but no, it's uh yeah, it's all a little poking the bear at times. You got to do that with singer, but uh, it's uh <laughs> no, you know what though, but watching him was, it's fun. I, like I said, your, your video, people need to go on there and watch it. If they haven't watched it already, it's, 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 it's fantastic. You know, the film on there is really good. Right, I got one for you. Hopefully this one comes in through. I thought this was really cool. So I put, I tweeted this out and it's, it's a little inside curl where CJ is looking like you see him looking at the safety. Right there on the left. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to tell without really slowing it down. But when he lifts his hand off to slap the ball right, you see how you know quarterbacks will do that. Yeah. He's still looking. So that I would say right there, he is starting his throwing motion. He is staring right at that safety, right? And then look at you see where his head snaps to the left. That's really good right there, Tim. Like totally. it's hard to kind of see it. But I mean, it is a, and you can see me yeah. filming it. I'm, I'm thinking he's going, he faked me out. It's very subtle how he is looking down. He starts his throwing motion at the last second there. You know, he moves to um, that little uh, curl in the, in the seam there. 
just little things like that, Tim. He's he's ready to go. Like yeah. you don't ever anticipate a freshman playing at the quarterback position. It's really difficult to do, even if you're an early enrollee. And you know, and we'll dive into my conversation with him a little bit more. But um, you know, he had basically told me like, "Hey, I'm I want to talk ball. I want to talk verbiage of the offense. I don't want to talk about how my day is going." Um, like he wants to get a head start. He knows it's not hard to look at the depth chart and be like, Hey, where, where are things at? Sam Hartman's leaving. It's an open battle. Who knows? Tyler Buckner could go this off season. If he doesn't start, you know, if he doesn't beat out Hartman, who knows? Here's that quote from Carr in my interview with him. I don't want to be recruited. Just talk ball with me. I don't need the graphics. Let's go install the offense. That was what he said about when I asked him about just kind of kind of communication with the off the offensive staff asking, Hey, are they like re-recruiting you? Like, how does that look? I was like, cause I feel like for you, CJ, I was like, look, I don't think you really want to be recruited. You just want to talk ball. And that's, that's what he said. Um, so, all right, Tim, I just rambled I on. No, no, I, I love that. I, I mean, the, the article, you know, when he was talking about what I love, you know, the little insight there, those that haven't read it is, you know, he's been, you know, you know, cause everyone's assuming he's out there. Oh, Notre Dame. Is he not taking their calls? Is he not talking to them? Are they trying, is he shopping himself around? And then what you learn is, no, he's been talking to these guys nonstop. He's literally been in the meetings via Zoom, FaceTime, whatever, with with the offensive staff during spring football. So that has been awesome to learn how involved he is. And more importantly, obviously, what Gino and Coach Barker are obviously involving, involving him into it as they get ready. And then, you know, you know, CJ's a year older. You know what? Uh, he's like Jimmy Clausen. He's going to be 19 when he graduates, right? Exactly. So. Yeah, I, I believe so. And um, so is he kicking himself? I should have <laughs> rolled early already, but I, I think he's going to have a heck of a senior year. Curious to see, you know, oh, you know, always with the rankings, how do they shop out? Because there are some really good quarterbacks, by the way, that I've just start, started to watch here in the last week or two. Nationally, they're outstanding. But the one thing I took, like I said, is he looks so much older I mean, we interviewed him, remember, last spring. Yeah, it was fun. He just, he just, maybe it's the haircut. Someone mentioned the haircut. So maybe it is the nice shaved head. You know, he looks a little bit older, but he looks a little thicker. And uh, just really exciting when you get a great, great quarterback coming to Notre Dame. Yeah, so did want to just quickly mention, you know, you can read the full article um, at Blue and Gold. Um, some really good stuff. I, I was like, look, I can – add in the little context and write a traditional article. It's like, you know, I'm just going to write it up as a straight Q and a, and I think that uh, people really kind of enjoyed that, that look at it. So uh, yeah, go to blue and gold. And um, I think pretty much everything is looking pretty good, Tim. He's yeah. solid. I mean, he's, he's enjoying the talking ball with the, uh, with the Notre Dame staff. I would say that uh, I would say that everything looks, looks pretty good there. Any, any thoughts on that that side of things, Tim? I mean, yeah, you know, he's coming obviously tomorrow. You know, on Thursday he's gonna be back for the spring game, and and you know he's working he's working on some guys. He's working on you know some uh, some more skill guys that Notre Dame's recruiting, and he's almost like a little uh, you know co recruiting coordinator on the offensive side. You know, you know, you read between the lines when he talks about certain guys. And um, it, it's exciting because obviously he's working. He's he's working to bring in some some big time offensive skill guys. So, and um, I'm excited. I I, I, j I just really am. I can't wait to get. It's gonna be a fun season. 
me and you got some unbelievable games to work on this year, but come January 2024, Mike, I mean, you already said it, it is going to be a wild quarterback derby at Notre Dame. Kirk, quarterback derby, who are you? Sorry, I am uh, working the phones over here. Someone says will he end up a five-star. I'll say right now, no. No. Yeah, just because of the numbers, the body's ahead of him. There might be another quarterback or two below him that that then I could see jumping him in the final rankings. I could. Yeah. In terms of that, I had someone ask me, what is it going to take for him to end up a five, you know, five star yeah. to, I got to sign on like for these websites to rank him higher. Like it, it, I think people don't realize how much of a crap shoot quarterback recruiting and evaluating really is. Like, you just don't yeah. understand. Like, I agree with you. If you are six, six, 200 pounds with a rocket arm and you can run a four five. All right. Maybe that one's a little obvious. Everyone can know that you're a five star, right? And you make good decisions, but then there's things like between the ears, maybe you're not the best kid. Like who, who knows? Like there's a lot of things that you just don't know about. Right. So. I mean, he's been consistent. I mean, look at like, all the two stars that ended up a first round pick or five stars at bust. Like it is, um, you know, but Charles powers, you know, when he was on, he's, you know, you know, car's been consistent though. Is this higher ranking? He's been consistent. Who's this John? He's an easy five star, but because he's Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, do you know how many five stars Notre Dame does get? I mean, they get five stars all the time. Like mayor was a five star by one. You'll see tons of five stars. I don't think that matters. I really don't. But hey, if if Notre Dame Nation, if you guys just want to say mm, we're not getting, you know, we're not getting the benefit of the doubt because we're Notre Dame. I I told you guys last week a story where a kid literally stayed a four star. Rivals wanted to bump him down to a three star, and they kept him as a four star because he was committed to Notre. Like this stuff happens. Like you, you guys are killing me. Stop with the we're the victims here. We're Notre, you're Notre Dame. Like it's a, that's a big deal. So, it's not like your Oregon State, like a, oh, a quarterback with a bunch of offers commits to Oregon State or Vanderbilt or Arizona. Oh crap! It's this Notre Dame is not Arizona. Like it's Notre. Like yeah. stop with the stop well, with this crap. It's crap. Well, it's crap. Yeah. You know, well, you go with Cam Williams. I mean, Cam Williams when he committed was what one seventy five, two hundred, and now. He may be a borderline five star. So did him committing to Notre Dame hurt his rankings? Of course not. Of course not. So there's not. Oh, he commits to Notre Dame. I'm dropping him 200 spots. No, I I don't believe that because I've actually gone on and looked at some of the guys and where rankings go. I think the rating, the individual rating, is more important than what and you know, you know what your oh I'm number 188. Well, yeah, technically you could be within 125 to 200. So there's, you know, the rating is a lot. Yeah. The national it breaks it down so much more than just the individual number. All right. John's getting a five minute timeout for riling me up. You can come back in five minutes, John. You're just trolling in my chat. All right. So one thing we wanted to talk about, Tim, someone brought up our blue and gold message board was comparing car to some past quarterbacks. Um, so I I pulled up, I have similar highlights. Here's uh, Drew Pine. This is Drew Pine. You know, just, I mean, this is kind of warm up clip. This is Drew Pine back yeah. when he was in high school. And as I was thinking about this, I've seen all these guys in person. 
Pine, Buckner. I didn't find any Buckner stuff. Um, but Pine, Buckner, and Jelly Carr, I've all seen in person. Minchie, I didn't get to see in person because they went after him, you know, so late in the cycle and yeah. he was hurt. And, you know, by the time he committed, he was already done. But at, I mean, Pine looks short, but otherwise, Tim, when you see all these guys, uh, going back to my point of it's, it doesn't make like there's not a ton that separates them. That's like obvious. They're all really good. They all throw really good balls. Uh, and again, this is kind of boring footage of Pine, but uh, yeah, Tim, I will stick to that. It, this it's it's difficult, man. Like it really is. Yeah, Pine looks. I mean, you want it. I went back and watched all these guys like junior highlights to compare them to junior CJ cars highlights. I've done that in the last, you know, last couple of days, just going back to rewatch some of these guys. Tyler Buckner's film is, Oh my gosh. It's freakish. It's not yeah. even fair. It's unbelievable. It's like, you know, he played down there at the you know small you know level that he was at. And it, it's unbelievable. His junior film is, is so, is so darn good. And that's why I think, you know, I, I know I'm excited. Like just, you know, one of these days, I just hope that happens all season long at Notre Dame. I think it can. Drew Pine, I went back because, you know, this is going back to the recruiting. I truly believe Notre Dame was trying to put maybe not a capable guy or a comparable guy. They had Dracovic, then Pine, then Buckner. You know what I mean? They had a top 100 guys and then put Pine in the middle. And I thought that film was kind of like that. Pine's junior film, Mike, is – is not like, oh man, we got to get this guy. Not, yeah, but the thing is, I not, mean, everyone not. was after him because when he's in middle school, I don't understand. How, next... I I need to go on Google and just read more articles because I'm. Well, yeah, I'm, he was he. I know. I think he developed pretty early physically. Uh, there's a Brian Walker dropping a pass. I threw that <laughs> in there. He's a corner. <laughs> um, but starting corner at Michigan, by the way. I yeah, like, no, he's supposed to be doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. maybe because yeah. he can't catch too well. I don't know. I'm I'm trolling. Well, pine. I heard Tom Lemming break this down, where he was like, he was just a man amongst boys as a freshman and stayed that level all throughout and whatnot. So I think uh, that's it. I think that's it. And Notre Dame was already locked in with him pretty early. Yeah, and Jelly, I went and watched. You know what, Mike? I went and watched his. Uh, I went. Back and rewatched his film and that's some really good things. I'm curious. He's the one that's like, you know, does he break through or does he constantly stay, you know, stay the same? How does he roll in this offense? Because he's not the 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 athlete of Buckner, Minchie, the stuff I've seen of Minchie during spring, just he's just a smooth cat, man. He just gets the ball and just slings it, looks relaxed, looks like he's just taking a nap all the time. You know what I mean? Like his mannerisms, just like. He's not up. He's not down. He he looks so steady. And in Jelly, it's like, where does he land once CJ Carr comes aboard in January? What's that pecking order? You know, does Notre Dame like, oh, we got to give Carr more reps? But in Jelly's been here two years. You know what I mean? How does that how, how does that break down? That's going to be very interesting. He's going to come in as a junior and a grown man, you know, like next, yeah, next but, year. But then you watch Carr's film and you're like, he's obviously a better football player. He's a better quarterback. He's just a better quarterback when you watch film, comparable film to them. And, you know, unless Carr just doesn't grow, unless Carr just doesn't, you know, I mean, does C.J. Carr stay Drew Pine? Does he stay the same player he's been since his sophomore year? Well, I don't, I don't think that's he is. physical. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think Carr is going to keep growing. So, and Jelly's that and Jelly's that wild card. He really is. So where would you rank? If you had to rank 
we'll go from uh we'll just go from Pine here. Pine, Buckner, Angeli, Minchi, Carr as prospects. So try to you know that's, remove that's, what they've done at the college level. You know, oh yeah. I mean, if you're just going straight, if you're going straight high school film prospects, Tyler Buckner's film blows them all away. Well, yeah, he, he was yeah. playing in San Diego. It was not very no, good. No, it, it, but the dude throws some balls. I mean, he's throwing 60 yards on, on his back foot at, at times. He's slinging it all over. I would go Buckner, Carr, Minchie, and Jelly Pine. And I'm just going off high school film. I'm not worried about what they did at Notre Dame or any. I'm going high school football film. Minchie's high school football film is, is very good. I think Carr's a, a, a tad better. That's just my opinion with accuracy, but Minchie could throw. Minchie's better. Minchie's better than Steven. All right. No. So what, what was your order again? Buckner? I would go Buck. Buckner. I'm going high school football film. I'm not worried about any. I'm going so straight Buckner, high school. Football. Carr, Minchie, and Carr, Minchie, and Jelly Pine. You know, basically, you know, when you're going back then, took Dracovic out, he transferred. It's tough. You know, I, 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 Minchie is the one that's – because he played for like five games as a senior, you know. And it, I is this it, junior man. film? Which one did I pull up? No, this is his senior film. Yeah, senior. He's, 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 he's a sure uh, – you know, and and I may be like slant a little bit just because some of the stuff I've seen in spring, but I've seen some nice and jelly film as well. I just – man, Minchie could throw the ball. He could throw the ball. He he really can. He look at that throw right there. Holy moly. That thing's on the money and out right at the pylon. That's the, I don't know how to put, rank Buckner in that because I, I no you. senior year, the junior year. Yeah, it counted for 81 That's touchdowns. COVID. Yeah, you can't blame him for the COVID. I can't year. blame him for it, but I it has to be taken into consideration. Like, yeah, there's some of the crazy stuff that he did. And actually I can just but just watch, I mean, just the throws. He's not throwing wobbly balls. He's not, you know, it, he's not tell me Tim, if he knows he's playing against, you know, seventh graders in Georgia, like seventh grade level in Georgia. But that's why he transferred to Helix High, which is right. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to put this against him, but if that was like, I think you play with a little bit extra confidence when you know that these are not guys. Now, Athletic specimen, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's, Some of these throws that he makes are ridiculous. Look at that throw on one foot. Oh, yeah, look at, also look at the DB. Doesn't matter. It's the throw. That throw sideways to his right. Boom on money. Who cares about the DB? Look at the throw. Well, I care about the DB. If it was, I mean, he, he ain't that. doing that this in college. Viral, you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't looking like this in college. Right to the belly button, right there. Yeah. Like I mean, I, I mean, have you seen this at the next level? Are you kidding me? You haven't seen Tyler Buckner run the ball for touchdowns? We're not talking about running the ball. We're talking about throwing the ball right now. He hasn't thrown the ball. He didn't throw the ball in the ain't not like this, Tim. He ain't he ain't doing it like this. Well, maybe because Notre Dame didn't have any wide receivers this year. They went into Ohio State and they did 12 personnel every single snap. Come on. Marshall, the corners kicked the living hell out of the wide receivers in the Marshall game. Do we have to rewatch that? Come on. Come on. What did he do in 2021? Why did he play above Drew Pine? Because he's a better quarterback. That's why they so got yeah, him in the game. Because they're all the receivers' fault. All right. Yeah. 
There was no wide receiver. How many wide receivers were last year's team? See, people always forget that about the offense last year. That's why I've actually stuck up for Pine at times. Who were the wide receivers? This, you know, the two guys they thought, I mean, as soon as Avery Davis went down, who do they have? Styles, who had as many catches as you and I and drops, right? It's like, come on. The entire offense last year was handoff, give me a ton of tight ends, and Mayor, find, you know, get open any way you can, Mayor. We're going to get you the ball. That was the offense last year. Come on. They didn't have no dynamic. I mean, Tobias Merriweather even admitted when he did his press conference in the middle of October. It's like, yeah, I didn't know what the hell I'm doing. It. That's why they kept yanking me out and I never played. He even admitted that. So different. it's a different animal this year with those guys. They're all a year older. They're all a year older. Colsey didn't. I mean, come on. Colsey was injured at the beginning of the year. Was Colsey the same player at Ohio State, the SC? No, because he didn't play because he was injured. He had a knee injury. You got me on a tangent, Mike. Come on. I don't even know what the heck you're talking about anymore, Tim. <laughs> well, no, it's the conversation last year about wide receivers. Notre Dame didn't have wide receivers. They weren't in, like we weren't talking about the receivers last year like we had in years before that. Like they weren't exactly. So what's the quarterback bad. supposed to do when he doesn't have dudes on the outside to get the ball to? Don't that's throw it. Man, it that's that's why they ran the ball for forty plus times in every single win. They had to. You beat Clemson with eighty yards passing. All right. So so it's not Pine's fault. It's just the receiver. So I got okay. I got you. It wasn't Pine's fault. Pine against Clemson, they didn't even throw the ball. So the, I feel like you're talking all over the place, Tim. What are, Mike, Mike, because they, they they didn't throw the ball because they didn't need to. But you're like, well, they're not throwing the ball because of the receiver. No, well, they're they're not throwing the ball because they don't have to. Like, which one is the it? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What did they do in 2021 with Cone? They were an 11 personnel majority of the time. First off, because they had Austin, they had Lindsey, they had Avery Davis. You had Merritt tight end, completely different offense with Jack Cohn and the personnel. Kyron Williams? Who do you want, Kyron Williams or Logan Diggs? Oh, so now it's the running back's fault. No, I'm talking about personnel. <laughs> like, hey, going with this I'm talking about personnel. It's completely different in 2021 than 2022. Completely different teams. Have you ever thought about going into politics? Never. You'd be very good. Because I mean, you 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 flop around really well. How was there flopping things. about the offense? Oh, we're all about Hartman. Oh, now you're a big Buckner guy because of a couple text conversations with Goolsby. No, all I ever said about wait, 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 hold on. All I ever said about Tim Hartman straight with you, Tim Hyde. You just use your good looks and your charm. I mean, that great head of hair. Uh, my dad did bless me. I, I, yeah. And you know, I mean, you can only see Tim's shoulders up. I bet he's rocking the six pack. He's six, six. He's Uh, taller than Joe Alt, probably not as tall as Alt. I guarantee you that. That guy's huge. Yeah. Well, maybe Alt's too big and Tim's just the perfect Tim. You just, I think we're, are we good on quarterback discussion? Let me check our notes, Tim. I think, I mean, you don't like the fact that I put in jelly fourth. That's the, no, I, I look, if you're going to make me do it, I would say Carr's one and Pine is last. Oh, without a doubt. But the middle's tough. The middle's tough. Because Angeli played really good competitive ball in like the power, was it power five, power six, whatever it is in, in North in North Jersey's really good ball. Like I've been up there a couple times to see again. Like it's pretty good. And then the Minchies, the limited sample size. I don't know. 
There's no way you put in Jelly Third. If you put in Jelly Third, then go for it. I mean, people people watching this chat, watching it back, please comment. Is Jelly your third quarterback out of those five? Come on. There's no way. There's no way. But if he is, if people think Jelly is the savior, go ahead. C.J. Carr, the minute he steps on campus, is better than Steven Jelly. Every quarterback that were, they've offered in 2025, Mike, is better than Steven Jelly. Every quarterback they've offered in 2025 is better. The 2025 quarterback, if they get one of the two, could be even be better than C.J. Carr the minute he steps on campus. Those guys are legit in 2025 that they're recruiting. Always the next one, Tim. No, it's not the next one. I'm just saying the year out. There's no way Steve Angeli is ranked ahead of Minchie, Buckner. There's no way. But that's just my opinion. Right, well, now we you're all talking- have opinions. We all have a good well, opinion. Now you're talking about the current depth chart. We've been talking about them as recruits. It's totally different. Completely different. So how, so you're telling me Steve Angeli's a better quarterback recruit than Tyler Buckner? There's no way. There's no way. No way. You have I wouldn't, I wouldn't concede it right away, but – I would probably lean Buckner as a recruit, but I I wouldn't concede it just because I would I would love to see Steve Angeli you know against the the seventh graders that Buckner was playing against too. I would like to see it. All I know is when Buckner played a bunch in 2021, the dude made a lot of plays to the other team, to the other really to the other team. So when hold on, so when Colsey's getting his rear end beat up against Vaught Tech. Buckner throws an out route. Colsey runs the wrong route. That's the pick six. But Colsey runs the wrong route as he's getting destroyed by the corner. Blame the quarterback. All right. Wide receivers are never involved in pass games. So when he calls the audible against North Carolina and scores and he checks a play in 2021, that's not Buckner. When Buckner takes the offense on a long touchdown drive to solidify the SC win, no, he didn't do that. Tyler Buckner is a good football player. So yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's a good player. Pretty inconsistent. Okay. Yeah. Pretty inconsistent. Counted, yet, counted yet, for touchdowns in that Gator Bowl. Yet 110 days off, he comes back and does what he does with just a couple weeks of practice. It was good. Exactly. Exactly. A lot, a lot of good for both teams, Tim. A lot of good for both teams. So a tip pass is always the quarterback's fault. It's Josh Lyon. Oh, it's Drew Lyon. The hell yeah, it is. It's fun. I've coached football a long time. Football's 11-11 now. So when the guard's getting – when Josh Lyon's getting his head kicked in and the lineman just puts his hand up and Buckner's trying to get the guy who's wide open over the middle. It's always, hey, but that's fine. It's, it's always the fault if it's Pine, but it's so, not Buckner's if it's Buckner. I'm never talking about Pine. I'm not even talking about Pine. I've stuck up for Pine, and you know that. So, come on. Uh, you know, it's Tim the politician. It's Tim the politician. I've stuck Pine. up for Pine. I'm not one of these guys that says, oh, Pine sucks. It's horrible. He was efficient enough to win ball games for Notre Dame. All right, Tim. I'm going to let know, you take just, a quick breather. Do some stock trading. We're going to do some stock trading in just a minute. But – uh First, probably something that we might all need at this point in time uh, with today's show um, is a little bit of Rogue Shop. Um, and, and folks, you know it. It is the husband and wife outfit as uh, Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine. It's a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow 
everything themselves and do everything by hand. Their website to visit is rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U shop.com. Rogue Shop sells CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. Their website has a 24-7 chat functions here on the bottom left of the screen. You can ask Mr. Rogue and Char any questions um, that you have. Head over to rogueshop.com if you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or anxiety stress. Use promo code BLOOMINGOLD. That'll get you 10 percent off your order that's blue and gold one word getting you 10 percent off your order all right tim so yes it is a uh, stock exchange time my <laughs> michael says imagine when these two talk off the record i'm gonna be honest with you when we when tim and i talk off the record it, it, it's just about planning our next show we i want to sometimes i'll be talking to these guys i'm like man we should save this for the show like i, I don't like you to... do that a lot you do that you're like tim save it save it save it well, part of that is when you and Goolsby are just going off i'm like guys stop blowing up my phone you know uh yeah we've taken you out so. save it for the show that was really just the you know the new year's eve one yeah yeah all right so this is what we're gonna do next buy sell hold okay a lot of discussion about the guys that we're going to talk about. One, two, three, four, five, eh, about 10 or so. So we're going to have to go with true, um, you know, a true right. 30 seconds to a minute, Tim, and not a, a Tim Hyde minute about some of these guys. We're going to start with Chris Tyree, Tim. Uh, senior year now, I know it says junior on the screen, but going into his senior year, are you buying that? Hey, this is the year for him to explode. Like he's going to be, you know, a, a lead or, you know, be one of the leaders on the team at touches. Like, are you buying Chris Tyree for this season? Are you selling it or, or you know, going to go with the cop out of a hold right now? No, I'm going to take uh, Michael's advice right here who just said sell. So I would, uh, Michael, you and me are on the same uh, okay. page. I would, yeah, I would, I would sell Chris Tyree. He's playing slot. Jaden Thomas is the slot ahead of him right now. Um, Tyree was the third running back. They're trying to find a way to get him on the field. For me, hey, put one of the freshmen at slot. If you're going to go 11 personnel, put Rico Flores in great house, been having great springs, play those guys there. That would be my take. If Chris, I mean, Chris Tyree would have five, six drops. The other day it was being reported. He had a horrible practice, you know. You know, it's, it's one problem. I'm not just saying that in general, but yeah, if I have, if, if we're cutting guys or keeping guys, whatnot, I would sell. So he's a, he's a running back, right? Yes. That's what he's played. Yes. If they're moving him to receiver, I don't think, or, or if he's moving to receiver, they're playing him some at receiver. That's my, my read on that is he's not do he's not going to get a ton of running back. We want to get him the ball else, somewhere else. I, I don't think that's a good thing. I hope I'm wrong, but I I would I would sell as well, Tim. So, Tobias Merriweather. Oh man, he's yeah, yeah. I mean, you you just buy, you just keep buying. Just buy the stock. Just keep buy buying the stock. Yeah, exactly. He's like you know Apple, Google stock, right? You just buy it up, Mike. You just buy it. He's oh, you buy it up. He's the guy who who you know. I, I always go back to his uh, press conference that he did. You know, when the players talked last year, he he gave a great one. If people go back, find it on YouTube. He was open honest talked about his time since he arrived you know he didn't arrive till the summer so he's gonna tear it up this i mean he knows he's good 
took him a long time to to jump into the rotation. Then he got the concussion. Yeah, you yeah you buy him all day long. He's going to be the he he's going to lead the team in receptions this year. I'm with you. Pick up this stock. Yes. All right. I don't know. Where do you stand on Tim Hartman today, Mr. Or, uh, where mean, do you stand on Sam Hartman, Tim, the politician? What, where, I mean, are you? I mean, this is an easy one, Mike. You you, you hold it. He's a six-year uh, senior. He's learning the offense. He's not having a good spring. He's, you know. Which, why don't you think he's having a good spring? Well, that's I mean, All you have to do is read the blue and gold reporting. It's like it's it's all out there. It's all out there. So, you know, I, I know people get excited when they show him throwing on air a deep pass with no one rushing and blocking. He's just is it because he looks like up. an inch taller of pine. Is that what it is? Just hey, I'll be it. honest with you. He really does look like Drew I'm pine. telling you. <laughs> in a helmet, shoulder pads. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we would, he looks like Drew Pine out there. At least his body <laughs> and his stature. I would hold. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh, we got Mike watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goolsby's in the chat. Goolsby, you don't have to drop a super chat. Goolsby. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm only holding because he's just sitting there. We'll see what happens, which, by the way, I'm stunned. You're getting a six-year quarterback. You're getting the ACC leader in touchdowns. I thought he would step on campus and just start being the man instantly. So it's a little it's a little puzzling how he's struggling so much. I hope Goolsby didn't watch anything earlier in the show where I was maybe not loving up Tyler Buckner. Like, oh yeah. Mike's got to go back and watch that. Uh, oh, go to Adam B. Mike, Adam B. Just posted. Ghouls be not exactly a high roller. <laughs> go, go me. I appreciate it, man. It's good to see you in the chat. Um, all right. Speaking of Holden, actually we'll go to the, we'll, we'll stick with quarterbacks. What are you doing with the stock of uh, your, your boy, Tyler Buckner? You know, the one that ghouls be, as you convinced is, is just, I mean, well, I'm gonna, gonna start him. you know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to cop out. He, he's, he's my one. Who's a definitely a hold as well mm-hmm. because. What's wow. Tim, you wanted this segment. You're just giving me holds on quarterbacks. Oh, no, no, not, not all, not all, not all. Uh, I definitely have a few sales, but. um. With oh, him, so I know who I'm skipping then that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm holding because we don't know what we don't know what's going to happen after the spring game, right? Well, we you have to know. tell me. We we don't. Is he going to transfer? Is he going to stay? Is he going to be the guy? Um, we don't know. You know what? I mean, you know why? I mean, come on. Sam Hartman was being called obviously during the season back channels, right? What schools are back channeling to, with Tyler Buckner's family right now, trying to convince them come to our school? We don't know. That's a little too much. So. That's a little too much. Uh, tin foils hat on. Oh, come on. How do you get transferred? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, in the portal and you're like, you all may right, not be wrong. you may not be wrong, but I don't think that's, come on. This, this ain't the time to speculate on that. Wait, how did Phil Jerkovic hit the portal and then picked a school within an hour? Cause he knew where he was going. So that's, that's just one. So, but come on. Hour. It was, it was, I think that same day, but I could be, wrong I mean, if you want to talk about that Hartman reports when he was Notre Dame before he even played in the freaking bowl game for crying out loud. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I know, I know, but it's interesting, you know, with, with these two quarterbacks, I like the, I'm actually number one. I'm, I'm stunned. Hartman just didn't come in there and just start just taking over the NFL prospect. Everyone thinks he is just dominate from day one. And I love, I'm loving the reports. The, uh, Buckner is playing his tail off right now in spring. He's 
obviously motivated. He's healthy. He's giving it a go. All right. Floor's yours. Oh, this is easy. You sell this one. You sell it, Mike. You sell because you already got Cora. You don't need all these quarterbacks, correct? So you you, you got to sell it. You give Minchie the reps because you got C.J. Carr coming, and there's your quarterbacks for next year. There's, there's my 30 seconds. I'm just mad that he's not the most handsome man on the screen right now. That's all it is. And I like Angeli. Good film. Oh, you buy all day with Billy Shrouf. He, you buy. You buy. Buy, buy, buy. He's, yeah. Big young man. He's got some, a couple of years. The, you know, Quentin Nelson, redshirted, starts as a redshirt frosh. Billy Shrouf, redshirted, more than likely going to start as a redshirt frosh. So you buy this young man. All right. He's like waste one? management. He's waste management stock if we're going to do a stock for Billy Shrouf, right? Just there. He's just going to go clean up the stuff. Jadarian Price, Tim. Woo. You, you, man, I didn't know. You're giving me an injured guy that we he was just walking around in a T-shirt right now. Oh, man. There's he, still a lot of excitement about Jadarian Price, man. An injured guy walking around in a T-shirt excitement. Okay, I will. So he's going to be like one of those. I'm buying the stock. That's why I think hey. I'm buying it. He's he's like one of those biotechs, those young biotechs that this, you're like. Tim, this I'll, is, I'll throw this some is, money in. I'll throw some money in on price. This is the Shark Tank episode where, uh, or, or the segment where, the the sharks say, "Hey, uh, how, what do you have in sales?" And it's zero. And you're like, "Man, I'm really taking a flyer buying this." That's yeah. But I believe this kid. He's one of those bio, you know, biotech stocks, pharmaceuticals. You just throw a few bucks in and you hope it bounces. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know. Buy, sell, and hold. I feel like we have to go to hold and stays. Ooh, um, I would assume Mitch Evans is kind of tight end one. Do you like hold and stays right behind him? Yes, because you have Bauman who's been injured a ton. Raritan back-to-back ACL injuries. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got to be solidified as is the second tight end. So when they do any 12 packages, and I bet he even rotates with Evans. Evans is not a great blocker. I've actually watched a handful of games over the last few weeks since spring ball started. So, you know, can can stays beat him out as a blocker? Mitchell Evans' pass catching, his catch radius is outstanding. Yeah, but I Evans, definitely buy holding stays. Evans was like a tight end – or I'm sorry – Played a lot of more quarterback and punter than he did tight end in high school. So I mean, oh, it's still kind of adjusting to, um, you know, to the game. Uh, I'd say a freshman with a good bit of hype is Christian Gray. Tim, you you, you buying this stock that you know he could be a, a freshman impact? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think he's just too athletic. He comes from that hotbed of recruiting. You got to get those St. Louis guys on the field, Mike, to keep that pipeline going. So yeah, I would definitely say Christian Gray. You know, at, in that freshman group, you know, a lot, lot of experience with Notre Dame this year, a lot of upperclassmen. But I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to get him in, ball, dime package, somewhere somewhere in that uh, type of a scheme. And he'll probably be on a special team or two this year. Mike Goolsby's man right here. Yeah. Mike Goolsby, I hope you are in the chat. I, Goolsby, let me know if you're still here. For Go me? And Maris Leaf, are you buying, selling, or holding? I'm going to buy him and I'm going to, and I, and this is going to ruffle feathers and I'm okay with that because my take with Maris Leofau is he played a bunch in 2020, ended up what becoming the, the go-to starter at the end of the year. And 2020 was a playoff team. Let's don't forget that. 
So played a bunch that year. Then he gets hurt. 2022 with, you know, he, you know, you, I mean, he's a, he's a lightning rod, you know, for, for a lot of people, but 2022 was his first full year of starting. And the reason why I'm going to buy him this year, got a fifth year senior, a guy who's played a lot of football and guess what? He's a, he's in the same defense for the second consecutive season, the same coach for the second consecutive season. And I think that's going to be a big, uh, big thing for Maris Leofel because, and lastly, if he wasn't that good and the coaches didn't like him, then why in the world did he lead the team in, in, uh, in, in reps last year? There's a reason for that. I think they trust him a lot more than they do other players. Last but certainly not least, Mr. Ooh. Rocco Spindler. This is a surprise one, Tim. We didn't plan on this one. But uh, no, this is just one. And uh, I know. Everyone's been calling for him to play for so long, and just such an exciting, hyped-up recruit, and just has not broken through. And if you're talking about now, Billy Shrouth is going to pass him up on the depth chart. What's got it? Rocco got to be thinking right now. Where are you buy, holding, or, or selling here? I'm going to buy him. I'm going to sell Christophic. I'm going to put Rocco and Billy at guard. Really? Let these, let these guys play all year long. And they're both coming back next year. I think I think Blake Fisher comes back. You got three big time offensive linemen returning in 2024 with Tyler Buckner at quarterback. What what evidence do you have to think that Spinner is a better? You don't have any. I don't have any evidence. I'm just okay. I was gonna say like I want him at guard. I just want I want him and Billy at guard. I want two look at I want two big giant dudes at guard. I want a couple Tommy Kramers and uh, Aaron Bank looking dudes at guard. That's what I want. Look, I get the media gets to see two spring practices. I'm sorry, two practices a year, one spring and one fall, where it's the entire practice. But other than that, media gets you know the stretching periods and some individual drills, yeah. and then games. That's about it. Spindler, he hasn't played really. PAT, got PAT, and. Yeah. So we're just going off at two practices. Like I know, I know. So I, this is one I would have to side with the coaches, like on the Rocco Spino thing. And just like I always did with Jordan Johnson, when everyone said that, you know, Mr. You know, all, all, all catch team over at UCF. Um, I'm, I'm just being a troll again, but um, yeah, it's just I like some of those other guys, like the coaches sometimes know what they're doing. You know, I, mean? I, I, I completely agree. Mike, he is second team now. He, he is a solidified second team. He's a offense. junior. Uh, yes. And this is what Liam Eikenberg didn't play until his junior year. He's he's starting for your well, – You're like he's a solidified second team. Like this is big news. Yay. Like, so, so play him and get rid of the fifth-year guy. Get so rid this of sounds like a, this sounds like a Buckner versus Hartman deal with – I mean, so get rid of Kristoffic. He's a fifth-year – He's a Kristoffic's a fifth-year senior. What, what playing did he do? a little bit during the 21 season. So Harry Heastan was not a fan of him because he never played him last year, except for in the game he had to play him, Ohio State. And Christopher got destroyed in that game uh, against Ohio State inside. So, yeah, Rocco. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good little last-second curveball right there. I like that. Tim, we have five minutes left in our hour, and uh, I think we've wrapped up our topics. Oh, yeah. See, see the guy says down below the next one, play Collie and Sneed. Oh. All right, Tim, I do have one more for you. Defensive line in general. Ooh, okay. Buy, sell, hold. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it because I think they have I think they have their eight ready to roll. Why don't you give the real reasons, him? <laughs> oh, because so many people do not like Al Washington, so I got to buy it. I got to I got to buy it. I got I got to go opposite the fans, Mike. They yeah, don't so all right, you're admitting. Yes, people do not like Al Washington, but at the same time, he's in his second season. He knows these guys, and I think they have a little an eight guy. And the and by the way, second season he's had to play Mike Elston's guys please go back people the last couple years and tell me those Mike Elston defensive ends that he recruited that are playing these days so they had to go out they had to go out and get a six-year senior and you know John Baptiste so but you got Baptiste and Nana at the strong end Junior Tuli Alamaca Botello at the the weak side rusher and then you got four good-looking dudes inside with Anya, Cross, Mills, and uh, Rubio, looks like solidifying. So I would buy them because I think that's going to be a good, solid eight-man rotation for Notre Dame this year. I think uh, when people are watching this back on YouTube, I think I'm going to get some uh, nasty comments my way. I, I, I Look, it's the middle of people. It's the middle of spring ball. We're having some fun tonight, enjoying it getting ready for the spring game. And then let's start talking some real football. We have games coming up pretty. I mean, it, it, I mean, this is going fast. We're already we're flowing. So we got spring, we got the spring game in two weeks. All right, Tim, with your, put on your, your coach hide hat on and with tinfoil. No, tin no, no, I need coach hide hat, put away the tinfoil, put away the politician, Tim, and uh, put away the troll Tim hat. I know you have all of those sitting on your desk in front of you. My point, though, about it's it can be a lot more of splitting hairs on quarterbacks. This coach swears by this quarterback. This coach swears by this quarterback. And you just see who's right and who's wrong at, at the end of the day. Like, it's a lot less black and white quarterback recruiting than people think. I think people already think it's not black and white, but it's so far from it unless it's just a total no-brainer. Do you agree with me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, every year you have a couple just like you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Fields and some of these guys. I mean, even even Bryce Young, you know, people forget Bryce Young was the number one quarterback coming out that year. You had him. You had um, DJ. Uh, yeah, DJ. And you had Stroud. Those were the consensus top three quarterbacks that year. So and then go look at the rest. There's a lot of guys that are that I mean, aren't even playing nowadays that are in the top 20 that year in that class. So a lot of bad quarterbacks, but yeah, some year, I mean, Bryce Young was a stud at modern day. Absolutely. DJ was a stud at St. John Bosco, great football players, but no, you're right. Every year you got your couple, like even this year, like DJ slam dunk either. No, exactly. But uh, you have, um, but Riola, who's just, you watch him film. He just pops out his athleticism and his arm are outstanding. And then you're going, uh, I hate to say it, but the guy going to Alabama is probably the second best quarterback in Julian Sand, who had a Notre Dame offer. He's he's fantastic. So, and then you're just you're right. You're picking. You know, is it is it Jordan Davis who just committed to Michigan? He's he's the one ranked in the consensus right above C.J. Carr. So you split hairs between those two. Um, there's some. I mean, the guy Mike, who I've never paid attention to until recently. I'm just starting to see more about him as he uh, visits. Is the guy Aaron Aaron Nolan? Nolan, guy's unbelievable. Oh my God, he's unbelievable. Phil. Lefty, lefty, oh. and fast as heck. That you watch him, he's like ranked tenth or eleventh, and I'm like, how? 
<laughs> I mean, seriously. It's a good quarterback class in 24. It's really he, good. That, that guy is out. He's going to sky. He, that guy's got to be in the top three. Man, He's I'm like, getting hate comments already. I'm not even reading these, are you? Just want to talk to Bell. <laughs> By the way, I haven't. Taco Bell, I guess I need to hit that up sometime. No. No, but yeah, you're right. Quarterback, quarterback, it's tough. You know, you got the region. Is is he a Georgia guy? The competition level, all these things that, you know, roll into it. But then you get Mike Singer that goes to the seven on sevens, and those things do matter as much as I know. Like like, I mean holes on them, but they're fun because you get out of point. It's a data point. You can see raw exactly. talent. You can see exactly. raw talent. I agree. Raw talent, maybe not football iq and some yeah. of that like the x's and like maybe not as much it's but raw power, you can see yeah the accuracy you know the, you know the body language route running i mean those things are on display it's just not you can't say oh you can do this in seven on seven so you can do it on friday nights it's not. no i agree especially these tournaments because he's flying into nashville tennessee or knoxville excuse me and playing with guys he hasn't seen all week and they get together Saturday. Or, a lot of the players never thrown with before ever. <laughs> like there's like Washington Huskies commit. That was the first time he'd ever thrown with them. And, and, and he was, I mean, they, but they were dialed up. So, I mean, they were connecting, but uh, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my five. Oh, okay. Right I'm going to do it. Way. I'm going to do it from th- those five quarterbacks from 2020 to 24. I'm putting car one. Maybe I can't do this. You can't. Just don't. It's fine. It's fine. Just so what am I basing? Just junior hey, film? You know what? Save your five when uh, you and Goolsby have a show next. So no, no, we're not doing this for Goolsby. No, this is it. This is it. Um, I mean, Buckner's junior film is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So it I'll is. put Buckner two. See, see, you were with him at the Elite 11. So that's what you keep thinking about. And he stunk. It was really yes, bad. He, he stunk. Was, he, he stunk. And that was the last time I got to see him before he got to Notre Dame. Yes. Because that was, I mean, that was even in 2020. That was peak COVID that that yep. Elite 11 happened. Here's the thing about Minchie and Angeli. I mean, I remember Angeli had all, like, he had big time offers, a lot more big time offers than Minchie ever did. Which is puzzling to me. It's just puzzling. When right. And that goes back to my point of the quarterback thing. Like, it's, Minchie's like, wow, look how great he is. And the, he's pretty highly ranked according to the websites. But it's like, look at his offer list. Like Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, and Vanderbilt are the biggest ones. Like not that impressive. But he's an impressive player. It's really splitting hairs with Minchie and Angeli. I would put Angeli three. And then yeah, you're, going, you're going Bergen Catholic. You're going with the, the upper echelon high school football. I get it. But I'm telling you, man, like that is like that. It's really – it's really splitting hairs. Adam says Pine was offered by Alabama. Yeah, I think he was in the eighth yeah. grade, though. So that's a it's a little bit different. A little bit different. Same class as Bryce Young. So it's like if Pine wanted to commit first, would they have taken him over Bryce Young? You never know. Well, Tim. Fun show. That was fun. We got a little riled up. Enjoyed it. Had Can I just turn off the YouTube comments for yeah. after so I don't have to hear read all the crap and, and have those appear for a different – no, you know what? We need to do a comment show coming up here after this one where we can comments and have fun with people. So, hey, it's just a little Notre Dame banter on Wednesday night. Appreciate everyone that obviously watches, watches playback and, and the conversations. Our our comment section on our YouTube page is the best. People get involved and I, I love it. All right, folks. Appreciate it.
you tune it into the end here. Hit that thumbs up for YouTube folks. Subscribe to our channel, of course. Podcast audience, make sure you head over to our YouTube channel. Check out what we have going on there. As well as our website, blueandgold.com. Appreciate you folks. Enjoy the rest of your night. And as always, we'll catch you next time. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.